Welcome back into the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, how you doing? <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest. Steve, you want to introduce yourself? Go ahead. Uh, my name is Steven Hansen. Steven Hansen, former All-State wrestler in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, you can look him up, Hansen <laughs> Twins. Um, <laughs> you think we're joking. It's used to, true. You used to wrestle bears as a child. Yeah, yeah. bears and... Beats, Chihuahuas, Battlestar Galactica, Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been away for a while, you know. A lot has changed since we were last year. Brandon, oh. what's changed with you? Uh, well, what's changed with both of us? What's changed with both of us? Yeah. Uh, James is just hitting. He wants to say it. Hmm? You just want to say you're engaged, don't you? We are engaged, not yeah. together. Oh. Right. Yeah, Brandon and I are not together. I forgot. (laughs) But Brandon uh, is engaged to Marissa. Marissa. Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) Who is on the podcast? No, it's engaged to Cece. Uh, If there's some background noise on this, that's our two dogs. (laughs) We locked upstairs. Uh, They're both little Australian shepherds, and uh, they're very rambunctious. They are insane. They are absolutely insane. So we have a lot to cover today. Um, We were discussing before the podcast what exactly to lead with, uh, what we wanted to go with. But I think the first thing, the most appropriate thing would be the inauguration. January 20th, new president. New president. Joe Biden. New president of the United States. Steve voted for Joe Biden. Steve, what are your preliminaries? What are your preliminary thoughts on uh, everything going around the presidency? I didn't vote for Biden. Let's make that clear. Who did you vote? No, I didn't vote because I moved to Texas, so it was complicated. But I couldn't get the thing. But I don't know. I think it's uh, for me personally. I think it's kind of crazy how a country that is prides itself on being, you know, like we're free and like we have the right to choose and everything, but like you think it's a country that would vote someone who could help it. And I think that Trump was the one that could do it. Interesting. And then vote Joe Biden in office. But Yeah. I mean, and he won, like, the popular vote, like, yeah. which doesn't really matter in the election at all. But he did win it by, like, 7 million votes. It's just interesting. Which is, is pretty crazy. So basically Trump lost for the same way he won with Hillary. Because Hillary had the popular vote. Hillary yeah. had the popular vote, but Trump won with the Electoral College. Biden just swept it all. Which, again, the popular vote doesn't matter, but, you know, it's an interesting little tidbit, um, artifact of knowledge. Uh, thoughts on the inauguration, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, you told me this before. Um, what's that saying you said? I forgot who it was by, but you said weak times, uh, er, yeah. hard times make strong men. Yeah. Strong men, men make, make good time. times. Yeah. Good times make weak men. Yeah. Weak yeah. men make hard times. I think we got some hard times coming. Really? Yeah. Now, define hard times. Like, when you say hard times, and we'll get into, like, the reasons behind maybe why you think the hard times are coming, but, like, when you say hard times, so there's the idea of, like, hard times, like COVID, right? Like, COVID sucks, the economy's down, that could be yeah. considered a hard time. Is there is that what you're talking about, or is it like, hey, we're all going to be shoveling potatoes because we don't, we're not going to have anything? No, I think... Not that we're not going to have anything, but I feel like before, you know, everything was, like, it was okay. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, uh, normal, normal, but it was all right. But It was adequate. Yeah. But here, I feel like a lot, I mean, 
he said it before. He's gonna raise taxes. Fucking gas prices are probably gonna go up. Like it's just, it's not gonna be a good time for middle class or low class. It's gonna put strain on the yeah. middle class. Yeah. Interesting. Good luck to business owners. Yeah. The small time. Business well, COVID's owners. going away. You know. Is it? After January twentieth, wow, you know, know, COVID is going away. It's uh, not at It's cured. You know, it's, it's funny. Cured. You know, it's funny. So, uh, so for his first day of office, right? Yeah. Executive order, hundred day, yeah. mask, right? Yeah. So, but it's like that. Oh wow, masks are masks are gonna take away COVID. Like we haven't been doing that. Yeah, like yeah, past you, year. You know, what, you know what's super interesting about the masks and everything? It kind of cracks me up. For paint, when you paint, when you all of these things with chemicals to like to say protect yourself, you have to wear a chemically filtered mask, right? Yeah. COVID is spread through the air, right? As yeah. they say, and you're supposed to wear a mask. Yet we're wearing paper and yeah, st- like stuff that barely covers your face. Oh yeah, like, like it's idiotic. The CDC came out with like a thing where it's like, hey, if you're wearing wearing any, they listed like four types of masks. That were like, hey, this could actually stop COVID. But if you're not wearing one of these, then you're really not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone wears the other stuff. Yeah. The gaiters, the, you know, like interchangeable. That's yeah. the other thing. The funniest part about this is, you know, those like hospital masks, the white ones that everyone wears, yeah. the white and blue ones. Yeah. You're supposed to wear that one time and then throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone just reuses it. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like that defeats the whole purpose of what you're supposed to mean. And also we live in, I would say the most conservative state in the country in Texas. And it's like, we, we've been wearing masks down here. Like yeah. you and have to wear masks down here. And, and it, numbers are still going up. N- yeah. Numbers are, in San Antonio, numbers are spiking. Like, it's like, this isn't like, and we could get into the whole COVID data and with the deaths and all that stuff. But, um, so Preliminary thoughts on the inauguration. If you had to sum them up, sum up everything in one sentence, what would it be? Well, when I was watching the inauguration, yeah. Um, when they had the whole fireworks show, yeah. Uh, there was there was a shit ton of fireworks. Like it was a lot, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Well, there goes our stimulus checks." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, apparently there was, there was an article about how, like, Mrs. Biden loves Garth yeah, Brooks. Yeah, like, but it's just, it's just interesting how, like, for me, it's like, if I was to become president, I would, like, and they say, okay, let's do everything to, you know, help this country and everything, mm-hmm. and they waste so much money, time on inauguration, like, mm-hmm. we don't care, like, who's there singing everything. It like, should just be... You're sworn in. Yeah, you're sworn it. in. Give your speech. Yeah. And, like, I think, address the people. I think it's... So, every four years in America, we have this thing happen where the news media and um, a lot of people as well, a lot of, like, heads of stuff claim that this is the election of our lifetimes and that it's good versus evil and that if you make the wrong choice... Both sides say it. If you make the wrong choice, the country will fail, Right. However, I think, you know, the beauty of America is that as long as you uphold the election process and how it's supposed to be run, we have such a good checks and balances in place. Like Biden, I don't think he's going to be able to do a lot. That's not – well, yeah. But doesn't the Democrats control – Yeah, that's not the same. Yes. Now, he does have an unprecedented amount of support, but we – you know, 
you have a conservative Supreme Court, which is really yeah, beneficial. Does, yeah. Um, yeah, but they're going to try to pack the courts with... They were... That's yeah, their strategy. But, but I mean, you have three very youthful judges in there. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be able to swing, switch the Supreme Court up in the four years that Biden's in, or maybe eight years. But I do think the one downside, the one real downside, the very real danger, is the the culture war that's going on right now between, it, which I mean, it is conservatives and liberals. It's and then you have a moderation in the middle. And the moderation typically doesn't speak out, and they typically are because either they don't care enough or they're afraid to. And there is a culture war going on right now between conservatives and liberals, and it, the, the divide is opening. And you see this with big tech, and they're censoring people. I think that's the that's the problem going forward. It's not policy necessarily with Biden. I don't think they're going to do too too much in that sense to damage the country, but I do think. Like going forward, you have a very liberal media, a very liberal presidency, a very liberal Senate, a very liberal uh, Congress. You have big tech, which is all liberal. They're all liberal. And I have nothing, no problem with liberals. It's just the whole point is to offset it. You have to have some sort of counter, counter, you know. And the counter is now being painted as like racist, um, you know basically evil yeah and it's like no that's not true that's not true we were just listening to the rogan podcast the other day and uh tulsi gabbard was on and she's a moderate democrat oh, yeah. and it's, her it's past really episode she has a new one yeah it's it was one of the last two days he came out with tulsi again yeah on before oh. yeah it was and really good. Like, she, yeah she was yeah love tulsi gabbard i think she's great and yeah, I when he really, told me she was a democrat i was like wow like she's very Mark, like, I don't yeah. take anything from you guys. Because he asked her, like, would you bend to them and everything? She's like, no, I'm here for to serve. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to lay in bed with them. I yeah. thought that was very interesting. I thought that was, uh, like, pretty, like, baller of her to uh, speak out against the Clintons. Yeah. What they, like, yeah. they fanned her or, like, blocked her ads or whatever. Yeah, the Clintons went after her. Yeah, and, and then she shot back and then was like, just so y'all know, I have no plans of killing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be – and I'm a pretty good driver and uh, I'm not going to get in a weird car accident. And uh, But no, one of the things she brought up was the Fairness Doctrine, which got repealed under President Reagan. Oh, yeah, that was super interesting. And the Fairness Doctrine basically says that uh, news media that utilize public airways have to um, – if they are going to present one side of an issue, they have to, by law, present the counterpart. The counterpoint and i think that's like the fact that it got repealed is kind of insane mm-hmm. because the media has so much influence and so much power and even if the public airways don't translate to like cable where like cnn and fox news are you're talking about like cbs nbc all these different like very left-leading yeah. very partisan companies very partisan like news outlets where if they were required to present the other point, I think it would solve a lot of the rhetoric issues that it's, it's are That's true going because on. there are there are your left leaning news stations, which is what you mentioned, and then there's your like your right leaning, which is like Newsmax, Newsmax, Fox, yeah. Daily Wire, like you have like yeah. But you see, a lot of people will just look at one source, and that's mm-hmm. it. No, they don't look at anything else, and they're like, well, that's that's cut and dry, but it's it's not. 
Yeah. Like, I have a lot of family members that are like, uh, that's not true. And I was like, well, this this program, they did say it was true. So it's like you're not really looking at the whole avenue of what you could be looking at. Yeah, and and sometimes that's the thing. Like, I think, because it is hard work to go through points and be like, because guess what? When you're looking at different points of view, you're going to come across shit that is insane or that you defiantly do not believe but you have to go through that and that's how you get to the truth like sifting through the shit yeah but a lot of people don't want the truth they just want what fits what they want to hear exactly exactly there's a really beautiful movie um on netflix right now and it kind of covers this it's called spotlight have you ever seen spotlight no but you told me about it yeah it's about the whole boston diocese with the pedophile pedophilia that was going on and they kind of confront this because a lot of people in Boston are Catholic and a lot of the people in the news media were Catholic and they didn't really want to run the story. Yeah. Like even though they found out how bad it was, like they thought at first it was like nine or ten priests in the diocese. Turns out it was like 180 priests in the diocese. And it was this really widespread problem. And going about how to do that when you really do cherish and love something but you have to point out an issue with it that's that's it can erupt in like some really bad stuff i think we saw that with the capital riots right mm. like it's clear the conservative party or the conservative base really does appreciate and love donald trump and when you make someone feel like they have no other recourse no other legal recourse no other no other means to maintain that you get some pretty idiotic people who will do some pretty dumb shit <laughs> which is exactly what happened, right? And Trump didn't help the situation. He did not help the situation by, you know, basically flaming, you know, fanning the flames and being like, hey, your system is broken and they're going to kick me out and do you a disservice and there's nothing you can do about it except march. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what do you expect to happen? Like, you know, you get 30,000 idiots in a room. They're going to, they can come up with some pretty crazy, wacky shit to come up with. That's like, what they did because I feel like that capital thing could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. It was very bad. Um, I mean, when you really think about it, like blood was spilt on the Senate floor of our capital. Yeah. Like in modern day America. Like this is not yeah, 1800s. like early 1800s. Like, that's, that's insane. But, but, so, but, but it could have been what worse. What happened? Like, didn't, didn't it happen before with the... The Black Panthers or something like that? I forgot. Yeah, there was one situation uh, no, a few years ago where um, Black Lives Matter protesters occupied the uh, they occupied the Wisconsin state capitol. But in that situation, there was, I, don't, I don't believe there was any blood spill. I think it was just the occupation aspect, yeah. which we've been seeing that a lot lately with uh, Seattle, right? Seattle was, you know, with the whole, um, what was that? What, what uh, Chaz, or you know the district, the, the 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 part of the city that was overtaken by Antifa protesters, and they weren't allowed. They were, you know, you don't you didn't hear about yeah, this really? Yeah, no. Wow. Okay, so the only crazy thing I heard was the whole Portland situation. Which when part, that yeah. with the whole like Black Lives Matter, like the riots and yeah. all that stuff. That's like the one thing. But I mean, I'm not into. I'm not up to date with all this stuff, so I kind of just shelter myself, like, with work and doing other stuff that, when I hear, it's like, my sister texted me, or called me, and was like, hey, did you hear 
about the like what happened at the Capitol. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she screenshotted a picture of like gas in the air and yeah. like people all over. And I, I felt like I was looking at a picture from the French Revolution. Yeah, like it was crazy. And I just at first I was like, "This is just some propaganda stuff that like this is stupid. I don't want to get it get involved yeah. in this. Like I just want to live my life, go to work, don't do and do my thing." And then I started realizing like Joe Biden's in office and. Whether you like it or not, he is our president, and yeah. you have to respect that. But people are going to have their own opinions, and they're going to do stuff. And I don't know. I kind of agree. Like it's going to yeah. be some crazy times. It is going to be some crazy times because yeah. think about it like this: uh, f- like fifty percent of the population, or majority of the population, believes that this election was fraudulent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you <laughs> that's, know, we're, that's we're, an issue. Yeah, we're taught as Americans that like you know democracy. Like, yeah. But at this point. No, like, I love Trump, but like you said, he kind of made it look like this whole system's just broke. Yeah. It, and and that's, people are like, we need to fix this, so let's... I, I think that Trump had a relatively... Decent. Yeah, a, a relatively productive presidency. Yeah, I think is, a lot of his policies were good. It's crazy that he didn't get elected again. He's the first president to not get back-to-back presidency since, like, the 1900s. Or yeah, 19-something. It, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, I don't think he did a service to the presidency by the way he utilizes utilized the language that he was using. Yeah. yeah. See, I see a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of voters were like, well, I don't like him, so I'm not going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't go by his policies. They didn't respect what he was trying to do for the country. Yeah. He just, he's an asshole. Yeah. I don't like him. Ben Shapiro made a great point when we were watching that video on him. Ben Shapiro goes, uh, if Trump... His, uh, what's that, the speech he gives at the end? Oh, yeah, his farewell address. Yeah. yeah, he said if Trump kept his language and the way he acted at that speech throughout his presidency, we would be seeing Trump as elected right now. Yeah. Which, yeah. it's a his, great speech. Yeah, his farewell address was fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. you can't help but look at him and be like, if if only you had... Yeah, like his debate's a perfect example. To be, to be fair to him, he had... An, a historically unprecedented amount of yeah. attacks yeah, coming at him yeah. from the media, from you know his own his own executive branch, from all these different sources, and it makes sense that so that would ruffle someone's feathers. You still but, did a good job. Yeah, and there was a lot of policies that he did that were really good, but he's gone, and now we have a new one. We have a new yeah, president. And people are just like, well, yeah, he's he's racist, you know. So, but it's like, okay, but. Biden's also racist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think there's there's this weird like evolution going on with terminology. Like racism, what it used to mean, right, was that you actively disparaged or hated or demeaned a group of individuals based on their ethnicity alone. Yeah. That's what racism was. Yes. The- now, <laughs> now racism is if you even put up an argument or if you even search for nuanced ideas of how, uh, like, for instance, Black Lives Matter, like... Basically, if you're going against... If you group. go against them at all on any topic, you are a racist. Yeah. And it's like, that's not yeah. racism. Like, I... You know, I'm I, 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 I love the idea behind Black Lives Matter. I hate the way it's implemented. It's a terrible freaking group. It's an awful group. 
and not because of the message, but because of the way that they do it. The way that they're, the way that they're broadcasting the message. And it's not, it's not even like the broadcasting of the message. Like there's a lot of peaceful protesters and I'm okay with peaceful protesting, but the two founders of the organization, Black Lives Matter are two proclaimed Marxists. I've read Marx. I don't like Marx. I don't think it's a good thing. And so, yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I've heard like, like, I heard like on paper it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Well, of course, no one in their right mind, no one in their right mind, obviously you're going to have assholes out yeah. there, but no one in their right mind would be like, no, black lives don't matter. Of course black lives matter. And of course their community is hurting a little bit more right now. And by the way, statistically, we could go through the statistics. There is no more black people shot by cops every year than white people or any other race. But they are hurting right now because guess what? All we see is black people getting shot because that's what the that's media what, yeah, that's us. what the media feeds you. So, yeah. So to segue from that point to like, you know, people getting shot Right, and people being like, well, there's a gun epidemic in yeah. America. You know, people are dying every day yeah. from guns, and we're killing each other. Yeah. Yeah, but you take away guns, they're going to find something else. No, yeah, you're right. But what I'm saying is that's not really the case. No. Like, people die by guns, but that doesn't mean somebody shot somebody. Most de- gun death cases are or suicide. Or accident or suicide. Or accident or suicide. Yeah. And... If you look at like the largest areas of gun violence, it's it's, it's places, in places like, where the, who don't have guns. Yeah, Chicago has a gun ban. Yeah, Chicago also breaks records every year for the amount of gun deaths that they have. Yeah, it's like when you tell a kid not to do something, he's gonna go do it. Exactly. Well, it's also like it's also like uh, their what's it called again? The doctrine of mutually assured destruction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like if one country has a, the nuclear button right and the other one does too well no one's gonna press you're it press it because you're yeah yeah because yeah. then you're both gonna press it so if a criminal knows who doesn't who doesn't care about any gun law who doesn't care about any gun ban or reform or whatever uh if he knows well a law-abiding citizen that probably doesn't have a gun because they're complying with the law so it's been very easy for me to go and take what he wants or take his life or whatever yeah i just, i saw uh uh, it was like I guess it was a meme, and it was like, if a robber comes into my house, and I have the right to defend myself and kill him, I'm valuing my materials over his life. Yeah. And then it's the response to that is, well, if the robber is coming into my house, he values my material over my life. Yeah. So which it makes sense. Like, it yeah. just I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy how everything's acting out and everything happens. But you see, like, there's like. People don't, people don't read this. There are 2.5 million uh, defensive gun usages every year. So meaning uh, if a gun is involved in a dispute yeah. and even someone is just, just brandished with the weapon, like, yeah, I got it. Or if someone, a robber comes in, tries to take your stuff and you show it and they leave, that counts. And both, no one's dead. Like, there's no bloodshed. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, a video on YouTube. The guy's playing a prank at a store. You saw his ownership was on that funny actually. Oh, the one where, where like, he he jumps at him, yeah, yeah, and the guy like pulls the gun out from his waist. Yeah, he's like easy Jamal, don't blow yeah. nine. Yeah. <laughs> like another example, when I was in Florida working in Florida. I was with a Jamaican, and he was like, "Let's go down like downtown." Uh, say it did, like he would say it. 
<laughs> yeah, say it, say it how the Jamaican. He's like, let's go, brother. Um, and he's he's like, let's go get some soup. I know this amazing place. I was like, sweet. So we get in his car and we drive down or whatever. Um, and I like step out of the car to go in, and he's taking forever. I'm like, what the heck? So I walk around to the driver's side, and he's putting a pistol in his side. And I didn't care. Like he's got his concealed carry. He has yeah. it. But I just asked him. I was like, dude, why are you like why we're getting soup? And he goes, because you can't trust people down here. So I thought that was super interesting. Like a Jamaican, a black Jamaican yeah. in a Jamaican area grabbed the gun and was like, I'm going to defend myself if anything. Yeah. But if anything happened, nothing would have been reported. Except I probably would have been reported for being <laughs> there. Speaking of fun fact, uh, this year or last year alone, uh, black people were the highest demographic to be new gun owners. Yeah. Yeah. There's I mean, nothing wrong with it. It's just, I think it's super interesting. We don't hear that. There's so you know like as Americans, right? You have the fundamental right to own a gun because the Constitution says so, and the idea behind that is that you have the right to self-defense, right? Yeah. Historically speaking, if you look back, when a population does not own weapons, just weapons, right? You can go to the French Revolution. You can go to Nazi Germany. Then you're you're essentially ceding all of your individual power of safety over to you're giving, yeah, the government. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You have a right to have your own sense of safety. And whether you want to walk around with nothing, and that's great, fine. Do that. You're running a risk, in my opinion, but do it. That's I, great. I usually walk around with two guns. <laughs> Kaboom. Oh, my god. You just flexed. Yeah, you just flexed. <laughs> Did you na- have you named your biceps? Not Be yet. Honest. I'm still working on it. Be honest. What have you named on your body? My brain. Good answer. Technically, the brain is the only organ that's named itself. That's true. Interesting. <laughs> Consciousness, man. Consciousness. I, I did name my left toe. What is your left toe? Jamal. Jamal? Yeah. Nice. Very Easy nice. Jamal. Yeah. Easy uh, Jamal. When I'm running, Easy. I'm like, hey, quit slacking. Come <laughs> Pick on, up Jamal. your face. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, going back to the historically speaking, like, when there was a gun ban or the government took yeah. away their guns... You're essentially giving, what like you said, your safety to the government, and therefore, the government then owns you. Yeah. They can do what they want with you. I mean, they're... Which I think that's the beauty of the United States, the allowing individuals to carry. Because safety, I, I, I feel like, too, people think of safety as, like, this thing that it just kind of exists. And, but we don't realize, like, safety is biological. Like, you have an insti- instinct, like, in your brain, like, your wasn't like it's, the it's was a, it called again like the five needs yeah of like life, whatever it's called oh yeah. it's uh what is that the tr- you know the, the triangle yeah. yeah i forget what the guy's name but i think is. one of them was like security like safety yeah safety you you're biologically you have an instinct, instinct to, to survive yeah a will like you have like your survival instinct that's how deep the sense of security and safety goes and so when you seed it to someone else there is almost like a contradiction, like a biological contradiction going on there, where if you have no control over your own safety, then what are you? Like, what what exactly, like, are you capable of? Like, what are your capabilities? And obviously, I mean, that's a very, like, specific situation. Like, someone can be very capable without owning a gun. But it does, there's a precedent that is set there. There's a precedent. Now, I don't think we're approaching anything near a gun confiscation. I think what you're going to see 
is exactly what we're seeing right now. We were talking about it t- earlier today at the gym, right? Where you'll have states like New York and like California that may utilize the current political climate in order to impose stricter bans and stricter laws regarding guns. But you will also have states like Texas that will set themselves up as a as a sanctuary state. Yeah, Which is, yeah that's exactly what they did. Yeah. In case you haven't known, uh, the governor, uh, what's his name, Rick, Rick Abbott? Or Greg yeah, Abbott? Uh, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott, yeah. Yeah, he set a bill proposing that basically whatever the federal government decides to put on guns or restrict guns, that Texas won't really – where Texas is not going to abide by it. Yeah, we, the, you'll be able to claim like some sort of immunity, some sort of sanctuary by being a citizen of Texas, Yeah, a, a citizen That's, of the state. I saw a hilarious meme. It was like this Texan was standing on the state. It was like the U.S. was sitting there, and he had a, like a paddle for a rowing. And he's like, I think it's about time we break off. And he started, like, started palling away from the U.S. <laughs> well, I think what you're going to see, too, because you saw this in the uh, with the election fraud stuff, um, which we can talk about that. But um, Texas joined a coalition of states in order to sue Pennsylvania. So I think there were seven states. So, like, Tennessee was one. Montana is another one. And I think that's what you'll start seeing in terms of some of these federal laws that could potentially come down regarding stuff like guns or anything really yeah there will be some sort of coalition of like hey we are considered under some sort of sanctuary title yeah so you can go to montana or you could go to texas or you can go to tennessee and you can be like hey i you don't those gun restrictions don't apply here okay i got a question for you guys okay so we were watching that video on the the governor of texas and they were talking about how you know, you both love Texas, right? Yeah. We all do. It's amazing. But he made a point that I thought was super interesting. A lot of people from California mm-hmm. are moving to Texas. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, you can... I was driving with a Texan, and I was like, people down here stink at driving. And she goes, it's all the California people. <laughs> so, like, the blame that was pushing on, whatever. But California people are also known to be very... Um, liberal voters. Liberal voters, yeah. So do you think that's going to change anything in Texas? If well, you want to go well, first, I, I have a thought. I on mean, this. it almost well. It, people were, when when they, when they were kind of the votes, they're like, "Oh dang, Texas might go blue, right?" But I don't. I don't think it'll ever happen. No, like Texas. Yeah, it's it's it is honestly one of the funniest things to watch CNN and uh, <laughs> we CNBC it, we freak out when two percent of the precincts are reporting in Texas is showing blue. And then by the end of the night, at like 50%, it's like an overwhelming onslaught of red. Now, again, I identify as a Democrat, right? A moderate Democrat, a very moderate Democrat. I just don't like some of the Republican policies. But one of the things that was interesting was uh, Representative Crenshaw, Congressman Crenshaw. So he's from the Houston district. Uh, guy with the eye patch, the Navy SEAL guy. Um, yeah. So he was talking about it, and statistically speaking, the, the, the liberal vote is not coming from transplants. So Californians are not moving here and voting Democrat. They're typically voting Republican, actually. So they go with the floor. It's of. the youth, so the younger voters. So the demographic of 18 to 25. Or the one-issue voters. Yeah, they're the ones yeah, who are voting. They also voting, know nothing. They're voting yeah. Democrat. But that's a typical, like traditionally, that is a normal thing. Young people vote more liberally. And then you get older and you get more wiser and you get more moderate. And then you typically start to... You either focus on one or focus on the other. Exactly. So 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think Texas will have an issue going forward when it comes to concern. I know there's a lot of talk in the media about how projecting that Texas by 2040 will be blue. Speaking of which, I don't think uh, that's true. Of the governor, there's a rumor that he's going to run for president in 2024. I think Governor Abbott should run. I think he's a fantastic governor. The way he handled COVID. Everyone was talking about how well, uh, what's his name? Uh, New York's governor. Oh, Cuomo. Get out of here. Cuomo almost got a medal. About no. And in, in my opinion, Cuomo handled it terribly. It was ridiculous. I felt like I was driving through. Were you like, there during it? Yeah. I felt like I was driving through like, like a place that was on like shutdown and lockdown. Like my uncle is a captain of the SWAT force in New Jersey. And I went down, I drove across to visit them from Kansas. Um, and I get down there, I got my Kansas license plates. And he goes, oh, you're good down here. Like, it's okay. But he's like, I just want to let you know getting into New York, it's really bad. So if I were you, when you get to your brother's house, back, because Kansas, we don't have front license plates. Yeah, back, back your car up so nobody sees your license plates and reports you. Then I find out, he calls me as I'm driving. He goes, by the way, if you get called in, it's a $2,000 fine. And the money goes to like the state. Yeah. And I thought that was ridiculous. So like, you're going to say the money goes to Cuomo. Well, the state, which yeah. technically does go to Cuomo. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. I just thought it was ridiculous. Yeah, I think... Um, and yeah, it's the whole, the whole, I think as a country, as a world, we kind of handled the COVID thing poorly um, in two ways. I think we weren't efficient and we also overreacted. And we didn't help our citizens. We didn't help our people. Yeah, no, there was no, it, it was so childish. And again, going back to that Tulsi Gabbard interview, it's so fascinating when she talks about how what the day-to-day life is like as a congresswoman and how it's very high schoolish. There's cliques and if you sure. sit with one group, you'll get side eyes from the other group. It's very childish. And it makes sense that the way we reacted to COVID was like a child. It was like, oh my God, we have to shut down. It's like, that's how a kid reacts to something. He burns the stove and then he's like, I can't go into the fucking kitchen. It's like, no, you just don't touch the stove. And so this whole, all these shutdowns, which I think every state reacted like that, even Texas. Yeah. But the smart states were quicker to realize like, oh, well, the cure might actually kill the economy. So no, we're not doing that. Like Texas was locked down for what? Three weeks? Two or three weeks, yeah. Two or three weeks. And we've had a pretty large amount of COVID numbers, but nothing catastrophic, you know, nothing like that would actually you know, overrun the hospitals or anything like that. And now it's, you know, back, life is normal, you know, pretty much. You have some restrictions on, like, how many people can be in bars. You obviously have mask mandates, but, like, Texas is moving along just And By the way, so Brandon is the only one here from Texas. Uh, Steve, you're originally from New York. I was born in New Jersey, get that straight. Then I moved to I wouldn't be proud of that. I'm proud of it. The I hate arm, New York. Armpit of America. Oh, it's a great place. How <laughs> <laughs> come you don't have like, an accent, though, really? Yeah. Because I... Okay. So I've literally moved so much in my life. So I was born in New Jersey, moved to New York, and then after high school, straight out of high school, I moved to Kansas. And then from Kansas, went to Florida, Virginia. When you were living in New York, do you think you had an accent? Yeah, I had a yeah. very thick accent. And you can still hear it. Like, people make fun of me Like when I go like come on or what the heck man or like what or water i say water water like you say coffee coffee okay you say coffee orange 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 i say car car okay there's certain words i still have 
cat. Yeah, it's not. I have friends who like, didn't Anthony, the fucking car so we can go Anthony, get our coffee. Anthony Mariani's got a nasty New York accent. Oh, Mar- Ant has like yeah, a thick. Like it's like fuck, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Another language. They were <laughs> yeah, they were born in New York City. They moved to upstate, and they still have it. I thought that was impressive. But like my yeah. parents still have a really thick yeah. Jersey accent. Yeah, there is so up there because I lived in New York for a while with the same area Steve yeah, did. Went to high school yeah. The Marianis had some. The Brazanos. The Brazanos. The yeah. Petersons. The they Petersons have. Yeah, have the Tom thick. still has his Tom, very yeah. thick. Yeah. But also he. I moved when I was in third grade, yeah. so I only had first nine years yeah. in New Jersey. He had, so it's very interesting. But just as you're hearing uh, James and Steve talk, uh, just so you know, uh, Steve was James's friend. Uh, yeah, I just met Steve like, well, I guess last year, but it was like three months ago. Yeah, bro. three months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've uh, I've followed James. <laughs> He's my. Uh, I'm his Sam. He's Frodo, I'm Sam, so. But no, I think it's the other way around. You think I'm Frodo? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> no, but I always pictured myself, like, if James, you know, got down and couldn't, you know, he couldn't carry the weight of, you know, his life, I could be like, I can't carry it, but I can carry you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, Steve is on his way to try and uh, get into the Air Force, so I think that, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a long process. Yeah, but it's been a you know crazy ride, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's funny, it's very interesting. Like growing up, I've always wanted to do it. I mean, my I have a friend who's a combat controller was, um, and growing up, he would come home from tours and he would stop at our house. And we had a massive pool and we'd swim together, go running, and I always wanted to you know I wanted to join because I wanted to be like him, and you know it was like an on riding joke that I'd you know become a Navy SEAL or something. Um, and then I moved to Kansas and I wasn't really sure, didn't want to do it. And then I bought this shirt that it's a special ops shirt as a joke. And then I get down here and like the regular recruiters, you know, it was complicated because I mean, I'm, I, I'm saying I'm pudgy, I'm not fat, but I'm pudgy. No, pudgy is not the word for it. Um, dude, I weigh 240 pounds. Yeah, but Pudgy makes it makes it seem like you like the little boy from the, the Goonies. <laughs> I, I kind of like think of myself as like a... I don't know, like a, a Poe. <laughs> <laughs> you're not pudgy. I would say you're hefty. Yeah, but it's just a crazy process. Like, you go in and talk to recruiters, and they're like, well, we want you at 205. And I'm like, dude, I've never been that since I was, like, eighth grade. And then I talk to special ops recruiters, and they're like, hey, we can get you in. Like, all stuff. And it's funny how, like, a joke is becoming reality, and I have a chance to actually do it. Yeah. And my buddy's like, I'll help you out. Because special ops, are they're, they're in dire need of getting people uh in their divisions or in their yeah i just I, joe told me that they're looking to get like 300 people that's great like a year and they're only at like 150 yeah so i don't know it's super interesting but i'm excited it's it's very interesting how you know i thought like coming down here and getting a job i'd be okay with waiting but the more i go to work and the more i work the more i'm saying they're just going I want to get into the military. Like, I just want to. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, like, people are like, why the military? Like, you don't make that much money and all that stuff. I think it's the idea behind it for me is like, I'm serving something that's greater. And Yeah. Yeah, but not only that, like, uh, you don't get much money while you're in, but like, there's a lot of retirees who are just banking yeah. from their retirement. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. 
yeah, financially. It sets like, you up for... Yeah, so, and it's not like you're getting paid nothing. The yeah. other thing yeah. that, that blew my mind that I thought was incredible was... So I worked at a factory in Kansas, um, Onyx. Shout out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, I was there and I just felt like I was dead. And, like I couldn't do anything. And then I talked to James and he goes, one of the perks about being in the military that's amazing is it's like walking into a room that's full of doors and you don't even know which to open because there's so many options. Yeah. And that to me was the most appealing thing. I was like, well, if I get in and I'm not really sure what I want to do, there's always people you can talk to. There's always a different route, you know, cross training, all this stuff that is just appealing. And you come out, you have a background that. Yeah. I, I didn't realize when I joined, cause when I, I did not want to join. I did it out of necessity. I had nothing going on. And so, yeah, one I'm of the, shocked when I found you were going. Yeah, one of the fallacies that I had in my mind was that if I joined the military, I would relinquish all this freedom that I have. And while when you're in boot camp, yeah, you, you don't have any freedom. <laughs> but the benefit of going in is like you get more freedom because you're not stuck. You know, you're never stuck in the military. Like people who have bad experiences in the military – Sometimes they're usually Marines. Yeah. Well, sometimes they have a really genuinely shitty experience. Yeah. Most of the time from the people I've met that are just the bad apples, it's because they suck. Yeah. They're lazy they and they have, yeah, they have bad attitudes. You will never be really stuck in the military. Like yeah, temporarily it might suck, but there's always going to be more options at the end of the day. And yeah. that's something I, I this is not a promotion to join the military because all you people out there are probably really fit you probably get them before me so don't join until i join steve you're not unfit how many laps did you swim this morning in the pool i don't know probably 40 or something no look that's what i'm saying you're not pudgy like you are just a bigger guy you're big bone he was nice. an all-state wrestler y'all. stop he's being I'm very modest here he's being very modest um that was also really little huh i was little yeah but I did get a big trophy. You got a big trophy for a little man. Yeah. Um, Brandon, how, let's see how long we've been running on this. It's been a hot minute. Um, Brandon, you got anything to plug? Got anything to plug? Um, no, but I just want to have, just give a little public service announcement. So I'm very pro 2A, going back on the, on the Second Amendment, right? Very. Um, yeah. And I don't know if any listeners are in certain states where they can't own firearms or they're restricted, but really, people are the ones who kind of relinquish that power. No one's taking power from anybody. People are just willingly giving power to their government, and I think that is just stupid. Um, move to Texas. So move to Texas if yeah. you're not in How many Texas. guns do you own? Uh, I have four. Gotcha. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, awesome. Steve? Hey, actually, yeah, listeners, welcome to Steve, the inside of Steve. Oh, good lord. You know? Good old Steve it's boy. It's very depth. I, I, like I like to consider myself uh, as the eighth wonder. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> just, what is that? Just mean? weird. Okay. Uh, unique. Yeah? Uh, wonder boy. So, Steve does not work today and tomorrow, so we are going to be... Introducing Steve to the wonderful, wonderful land of Harry Potter. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. He's never watched it. It's insane. Or Star Wars. I should watch it. I fucking hate you. 
You've never I don't, I just, oh my okay, first off, you have to understand, growing, coming from a family of 15, like, we... There wasn't enough TV time. <laughs> we didn't have TV time. Like, <laughs> it was all out, spent outside, like, playing yeah. football on the streets, you know, playing basketball. It was never... You were a bunch of like, hoodlums? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like well, you're basically like you basically have like a litter of puppies, like two litters of puppies. Don't compare <laughs> me to puppies. <laughs> oh yeah, another thing about Steve, he hates dogs. Cutest little fuckers in the world, hates them. I don't. I just they just annoy me. It's no, not a good investment. No, no, no. Dogs attacked him when he was little. That's why he hates dogs. Yeah. Which is why most people don't like dogs. Yeah, but they just or it's a terrible a investment issue or something. Yeah, James goes. To, we're sitting outside talking, right? And James goes. What is the philosophy or what what's you, the, psychology? the psychology behind person who doesn't like dogs? Insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm unique. Like, I'm just insane. Yeah. It was Do you ever so wonder funny. if you, you're insane and everyone else is sane? Or you're sane and everyone else is insane? That is a very Descartes type question, my man. I, I know, like it. I like Descartes. Quick, quick, quick question, guys. How many times do you guys, like, you're going through everyday life and sometimes you just think, this is life. Like, yeah. I'm living right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I had a really weird thought the other day when I was taking Ramsey out to go shit. And uh, <laughs> I was I was just watching him, and he's kind of like walking around sniffing flowers. Ramsey's his dog. I'm not sure if he... Yeah. <laughs> Ramsey's my friend uh, <laughs> who... Uh, yeah. No. So I'm, I'm looking at him, and I, I kind of thought about that. I was like, I know what life is, but he doesn't, you know? Like, he's just instinct, you know? Like, he's not conscious of his own, like, existence. Like... I'm like, what would that be like to be a dog? And then I'm like, you wouldn't even be aware of it. Like, yeah. you'd just be aware. Of, like, it, it, it's just such a different, interesting idea. But Speaking of dogs, are they're, they're whining right now a lot? Yeah, I don't know. We, we can't. Maybe when this podcast comes out, you'll be able to hear them in the background. Hopefully not, because they've been so loud. <laughs> but we put them upstairs in the room together, which these two, they're both Australian Shepherds, both puppies, and they're both insane. Like, <laughs> insane. I, I, I went up to check on the mid-podcast and nothing was broken. So I was like, wow, okay. You guys are still alive. That's good. Glad to hear that. Steve hopes they die. What did you say earlier? Oh, wait, about Ole Geller? <laughs> My favorite part in Ole Geller is when he shoots the doll. <laughs> All right. This has been the Conversations Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm uh, Brandon. And I'm James. And, and I'm Steven. Uh, email us at conversationalistpodcast at gmail.com if you ever want to hear anything. Uh, the only consistent emailer has been Greg from New Jersey. Maybe he knows your uncle. I don't know. All right. Peace.